Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. I hope you're having a great day. I hope yesterday was a good day. I hope today is even better, and I hope that tomorrow is even better still. So, welcome. This is Daily Drives. I'm your host, Jason Cremines. As always, you can find me all over social media. Go follow me. It's a lot of fun uh, to uh, to see some of the stuff that I share sometimes. So, um, now we're in the middle of recording, I guess I should say I, I don't really have a team, <laughs> just me, me and my phone and my car, uh, and my drive to work or from work or during lunch or whatever. So, uh, anyway, I am in the middle of recording all about sales, different segments having to do with sales, but today I want to talk about something a little bit different. Uh, it kind of occurred to me over the weekend that I've leveled up several times here over the past few months, and I want to talk about how you get to the next level, how you level up, because uh, that's the whole reason I started this podcast, was to, to help to teach other people how to do this, right? Uh, I literally came from damn near nothing in February to less than nothing uh, in April, and uh, working a job that I worked too many hours and didn't make enough money, and now uh, I have my own place, literally own my own place, and uh, and I have a different job where I'm making a double the salary that I was making at the previous job. So if that's not leveling up, I don't know what is. But the, the thing is, we talk about getting to the next level all the time. So I really want you guys to understand what that really looks like, how that really plays out in real life. Okay, because you're not going to you're not going to have somebody that rings a little bell, ding, hey, you made it, you're, you're at the next level now, right? It doesn't work that way. You have to you have to decide what the levels are actually, where the levels are, right? Uh, so that's it's really important that you understand how this works, how it looks in real life. Okay, so um, I already started recording this once this morning, and for some reason. It stopped in the middle of my recording, like two minutes in. So I'm like, well, shit. So <laughs> I had to start over. So you're going to get me for about two more minutes, and I'm going to be at the office, and i got to go to work. Um, it's 8.22. It's a little bit later than I like to get there. I'm scheduled to be there at 8.30. So I, I like to be there at 8.15, but it's fucking Tuesday. And my brother Michael is in town with his girls and our uh, long-lost daughter from Nelsonville, Kaylee. So uh, it's been a little bit hectic. We, <laughs> you know, it's it's tough as I've said before, entertaining house guests for a while uh, when they're down because they're on vacation. So it's it's hard work when people are on vacation, helping them to find things to do and have a good time and whatnot. In the meantime, I gotta go to work, but. If I don't go to work, we don't pay the bills. So we got to pay the bills. So I got to go to work. <laughs> Just all there is to it. That's my vape. I like my vape. Anyway, so so we have uh, we've moved quite a bit over the past year. Um, so let's back up to. Let's back up to uh, February of 2017, right? Uh, we had just moved to Columbus. We had been married. Uh, my, my wife and I were married for uh, uh, just a few months. And uh, now, of course, we've been living together prior, you know, like a year and a half prior to that. But uh, we had only been married for a few months. Uh, we decided to move back to Columbus where we both like the city a lot better than, than Southeast Ohio, which I'll talk about another episode altogether. Uh, that's a whole different story. Um, so we moved back to Columbus. I was working for, I went back to work for a company that I worked for before called Contractor Lighting, where I had been pretty damn successful in the past. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go back to work here. I left there with, you know, with not burning any bridges or anything like that. Nobody was mad or anything like that. Um, it was a business move. It was a bad decision. So I asked if I could come back, and they're like, yeah, welcome me back with open arms. Six weeks later, and uh, only a couple of weeks after we moved into our new apartment in Columbus, um, they fired me. 
they 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 promoted a guy to be the manager of uh, both locations. So this new guy, not new, he'd been there for years, but uh, he just recently took over while I was while I was there. Comes up to me at the end of a shift on like a Wednesday, um, just a couple weeks into the month. I've been there literally six weeks at that time. And he's like, sorry, man, things just not working out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, what's not working out? He's like, yeah, man, you're, you're just not, you don't have enough sales. I'm like, I realize that, you know, it takes a couple months to really get things going, but I've got some really sweet tickets rolling right now. I'm looking at a pretty good sale coming in here by the end of the week. Uh, it should be about 10, 15 grand for the uh, for one order. And he's like, well, it's, It's not working out, man. I got to let you go. And I'm like, wait, are you firing me? That was my tone of voice, too. That's exactly how... Wait a minute. Are you firing me? Like, I could not fucking believe that this piece of shit is doing this to me when I'd only been there six weeks, not nearly enough time to build a book of business and start making major sales. So... um. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I fought. I fought for my job. I went to the boss. I went to the owner, uh, the CEO, and, you know, I went to their boss or whatever, and, and I tried to keep my job, but it's Ohio. It's an at-will state. What that means is they don't have to have a reason to fire you. They don't have to give you a reason. All they have to say is, get your personal belongings, and get the fuck out. And that's what they did. So here I am. We just dropped like $2,000 to move into our, our, our new apartment. Money's very tight, of course, because we just threw all that money into our apartment and buying things that we needed for the new apartment. In addition to that, we just bought Nikki's car. We had to throw some cash at that, like 1000 or 1500 bucks. So we had all the money that we got from income taxes, from our paychecks, and from everything else, and we threw it all at moving back to Columbus where we wanted to be, where it was closer to everybody's work and, and all of that stuff. So, I got no job. <laughs> Luckily, Nikki was still working as an event chef for Blue and Fig, awesome catering company in Columbus, Ohio. Blue spelled like blue cheese, Blue and Fig. And Brooke, the uh, the owner there, she is, uh, you know, she had plenty of work. And she said, hey, Nikki, tell Jason if he wants to make, like, 12 bucks an hour or something, he can come in and wash dishes and do this and that and whatever around the kitchen while we're cooking. So sure enough, for a couple of weeks there until I found something else, that's what I was doing. So I went from having no job to at least having some money coming in, level up, Right. So now I got money coming in, but it's not enough, and I need a job. Like, I need a job that's going to be consistent, plenty of uh, work to do so that I can make plenty of money. I need to be in sales because that's what I do, right? So I made a few phone calls. People made phone calls back to me, and suddenly I have an interview with Terminex, and I started working for Terminex. Level up. Because they gave me a car, iPad, an iPhone, and and <laughs> and they uh, you know they paid me twenty four thousand dollars a year salary. Actually, they started me out at an hourly rate, which was like fourteen dollars and forty two cents an hour or something like that, while I was in training for like the first month. Um, then once I got out of training, they, they took it to 24000 Uh And then, of course, I, I could make commissions on top of that uh, as long as I surpassed the uh, monthly sales target of $20,000 in revenue. So over $20,000, I started making commission on top of the money that they were already paying me, a couple grand a month, right? So, again, that's a, that was a level up for me because... I needed a full-time gig with full-time hours that allowed me the opportunity to make, uh, you know, more than $12 an hour because, 
yeah, when you've got four kids and uh, and a wife and two dogs and bills to pay, 12 bucks an hour is not going to get it done, um, especially when there's no, you know, public assistance to help you out or anything like that. So, uh, so that was a level up for me, and that, you know, helped to get me to the next level, which, you know, is what we're talking about next. So, um, while working at Terminex, um, I knew that there was great opportunity for a good income there. Uh, my first full month in, uh, in actual sales where I was uh, running a lead myself, um, I well surpassed the goal uh, by easily 50%, so actually like 100%, because I'm pretty sure I did about 40000 that first month, I think. It might have been thirty eight, but you know, so don't quote me on the exact penny. But I did well, okay. I made I made money, I made a commission check. I doubled my income that month, right? Uh, with my commissions. So uh the money the potential for the money was there. I just so happened to get into it right at the end of the busy season. So as the business started to die off, so did the money. Um and that December I did pretty well. That was the last good month that I had was December um, of 2017. That was the last good month I had. Um, January was not so great. February was not so great. We had decided earlier in uh, 2017 that we were going to be moving to Florida uh, in the upcoming spring, 2018, this year. So, uh <laughs> So I talked to my branch manager, who's a complete dipshit, uh, kid's about 22 years old, and has absolutely no business trying to run a business. I mean, period. He just has, there's no reason that that kid should be in charge of anything. Um, he's barely able to train his puppies, let alone, uh, you know, 39-year-old salesperson. But anyway, um so I started to see things with Terminex fall apart before the move ever took place. But I went to my branch manager and I said, hey, man, we want to move to Florida and I want to find out if there's a way for me to transfer down there. So he said that he was going to reach out, make a few phone calls. Needless to say, he's, you know, not very good at following up and following through on his words. So basically what ended up happening was I finally found the branch that I wanted to go to. I finally reached out to the, the branch manager at that particular branch and got the ball rolling, right? Um, my branch manager, Jake Keogh, K-E-O-U-G-H, if you want to go make fun of him on Facebook, um, he, he kept pushing things off. He kept saying things like, oh, well, corporate wants to see your sales numbers and, and things like that before they make a decision as to whether or not they'll transfer you. Yet, I'm talking to the branch manager in Florida, and he's like, no, nah, dude, it's no big deal. It's whatever. Just bring your stuff and come on down. We'll get you switched out when you get down here. Not a problem. You're welcome to come down. I, I, I need a few more people anyway. You're already trained and ready to go. It'll be a very small learning curve for you. Come on down, we'll get it all taken care of. So this guy seems like he's got his shit together, right? Well, so we grabbed up our, our income tax and all the paychecks we, we could gather up. We sold a few things, whatever. We, we took our money and we moved down to Florida. Now, you're expecting me to say level up because, you know, I'm moving on like I wanted to do. But I didn't really move up yet. I just It was a lateral move at that point. I stayed with the same company, making the same money, doing the same thing, working the same crazy hours. So I didn't really level up yet. I just leveled over. I moved over on the same level to someplace else. Okay, So there's a difference there. And I think it's key for you to understand that that was a lateral move and not an upward move. And here's why. When I moved, uh, before we moved, we had a place to live. When we moved, we were coming down here with no place already set uh, because the couple of places that we tried to get into before coming down here uh, seemed to be impossible. And we even got a couple of alleged companies that scammed us. They, they took our money and we never heard from them again. 
So we lost some money that way, um, and, and we decided that because of the fact that we were losing money by doing it that way, we decided that we were just going to get down here and camp for a couple of weeks until we found a place. So we came down here with no place to live. Now, that's an adventure. That takes some serious guts, all right? But we wanted to be in Florida one way or another. So we made it happen, like it or not. Whether it was the best way to do it or the worst way to do it, it doesn't matter. We did it. We pulled the fucking trigger. We jumped off the fucking cliff in blind faith, knowing that we were going to be able to work it out one way or another. So, we're down here. We, uh, we find, um, you know, between friends and strangers, places to crash for a couple of weeks, right? Uh, and then our good friends, Matt and Gio, opened their house to us and let us stay there until we found another place. Now, uh, at that, you know, during that time, that month or six weeks that we lived there, uh, we're sleeping on their couch. And our kids are sleeping in the one extra bedroom that they have. Uh, where they also have, uh, you know, their newborn kid, their newborn son sleeping as well. So it's just a very um, difficult situation to be in because, you know, you're on someone else's schedule. Um, you're using someone else's everything, you know, their their water, their their shower, their uh, their laundry facilities and everything else, right? So it's, it's difficult. Um, but we made it work. We, we it, it wasn't easy at all, but we did make it work. And, um we're very grateful that, that we had that opportunity because otherwise, uh, you know, I really don't know what we would have done. So, um, my, my wife and my kids did not want to live in a tent. They didn't want to live on a campground. They didn't want to live at a bed and breakfast or anything like that, which is extremely expensive anyway. So those things are, you know, it's, it's better to not live that way. It's too damn expensive. Right. So, uh, I'm going to run in here and grab a soda real quick before I head to the house. So give me a minute and I'll get right back to you, okay? So as I was saying, it is just too expensive to live that way. So, <clears throat> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We have, uh, you know, we. I'm still working at Terminex. I absolutely hate it by this point because... This company um, doesn't really give a shit, you know, about the employee that much, uh, although they continue to pretend that they do. They really don't, uh, you know, and when I got down here, there was a lot of things that they should have made me aware of that they didn't, but either way, long story short, I hate my fucking job. I hate it. I'm working way too many hours, even more than I was when I was in Columbus, and I'm making a lot less, like a lot fewer sales. So I'm not, I'm not making any money on top of working more hours, right? So I'm still making the same two grand a month. And I'm making, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm actually working almost twice as much. So it was terrible. I wanted to get away from it. And I knew uh, that the inconsistency in the schedule was not helping my wife's anxiety at all, right? So on top of not getting the job done financially. Um, it wasn't getting the job done, you know, as far as the hours that I was working was concerned as well. So I was definitely done with Terminex and I started looking around. Now, Nikki was helping me. She stumbled upon a uh, an ad on Craigslist and thought, hey, what the hell? It sounds like it's just another general sales job. Why don't you give them a call? They're offering $15.33 an hour and you know, possible commissions over top of that. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, let's at least go try it out and give them a call and see what's up. So I call them. They're talking about, you know, um, event publications and, you know, selling advertising space inside these event publications. And I'm like, eh, it might not be a bad idea. So they're telling me NFL teams, Major League Baseball teams, you know, NASCAR, all these other different uh, sports that they work with. And I'm just like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. So I, it actually got me a little bit excited when I was talking to the guy on the phone, you know, I'm like, Hey, yeah, this sounds like something I might be really into, you know, um, I like sports, right? So, uh, so let's talk about this. 
so he brings me in to meet with his partner. He said, as far as he was concerned, just based on our phone discussion, I already had the position. Uh, but he wanted me to talk to his partner, uh, the guy that is basically the corporate trainer, corporate sales trainer, so that uh, he could get his opinion. Sure enough, I go in and, and talk to this corporate sales trainer and whatnot, and and we'll go into that um, actual discussion in great detail in another episode because it's important for you to understand how I was able to land the job that I was. Um, but basically, the long story short, they offered me $40,000 a year as a base salary or draw, if you will, um, in lieu of you know commissions um, with the potential to make much, much more. So... I'm not even kidding. Uh, when the, when I left, the uh, the offer on the table was fifteen dollars and thirty three cents an hour. That's about thirty two grand a year. All right, if you're doing your math. Um, so it's not knocking the cover off the ball, but it's still higher than I was guaranteed in the last position. Uh, and it's something new and fun and exciting. And it's back to a Monday through Friday business to business situation where I'm working from eight thirty a.m. to five thirty p.m. So. I've got a consistent schedule again. I know when I have to be there. I know when I can leave. Um, I can go in earlier. I can stay later if I choose, but I don't have to do those things. So that makes life a lot easier on the anxiety. Um, And, of course, knowing that we've just almost doubled my salary, uh, then that's going to make financially life a lot easier as well. So level up, right? Yeah, so uh, the the interesting thing, though, is I was in the parking lot at Terminex after having just turned in all of my uniforms, my iPhone, iPad, and the car, the car keys, and all that stuff, when I get the phone call from my boss, my now boss, uh, with the job offer. And I asked him, I said, so during our interview, you told me that the pay was going to be a draw of $15.33 an hour or whatever. I was like... And I would definitely like to see it to be a little bit higher than that, uh, knowing that I've been doing this for 21 years and I should be able to to do very well in the business. So he said, yeah, I've actually uh, was going to offer you 40,000. So I'm in the parking lot, literally just quit my job. Not sure if I have this new job yet or not. I have not received the offer yet. When I get the phone call with the job offer, he told me to hang on to it for a day, give him a call at the end of the day, and let me know, uh, let him know if I was going to accept. And I, of course, did later that day. Now it's a level up because now I'm making 40000 and the potential of a much higher uh, commission structure. So um, on to the bigger and better things. Now, that being said, we were living at a friend's house on their couch, you know, uh, while we're there, Nikki also, my wife also found um, a place where we could buy an RV or a camper for fairly cheap, really. Uh, they wanted $1,500 up front, and then it was just a month-to-month, like $465 or 483 or something like that. Less than 500 bucks a month for three years. And if you want to, you can keep it or you can just send it on back. You know, it's a, it's a rent-to-own kind of thing, right? So we found a nice little lot to park it on for another 400 and some dollars a month. So total, we're paying about a thousand bucks a month, just like we would be if we were renting a three-bedroom house in Columbus, you know. Um, <coughs> but we didn't have uh, any way of being able to rent anything down here because of the situations that we left in Columbus uh, with the eviction filing that they will not remove and things like that. So. Um, we decided to do this until we could find something, um, you know, that was going to be a little bit more, well, I mean, a little bit more practical for us because now we've got 250 square feet of living space, but it's our living space. We have our own bed. The kids have their own beds. Um, the dogs, uh, you know, Fifi, she's a toy poodle. She weighs about nine pounds, so she loves it. Zena, eh, she's about 65 pounds, so... It's not as much fun for her. She goes on several walks a day because she's a bigger dog uh, and needs to get exercise. So between myself and my son, Ethan, we we walk her pretty good. I mean, she gets a lot of walks every single day. But it's Florida. So, you know, the only thing you have to contend with in Florida in the summertime is the heat and the thunderstorms that last for about 30, 45 minutes every day. So as long as you can deal with the heat for 15, 20 minutes while you take the dog for a walk, you're good, right? Um, 
so she gets to go for lots of walks. No snow down here that uh, freeze our asses off and, and make us want to go back inside really quickly. Uh, it's the heat that does that now. <laughs> so, well, I'm not complaining at all. Uh, I, just, I think my, my family is complaining, but, you know, they'll be all right. They complain about everything, right? That's what families do. So, um, so we leveled up again. I mean, and you're like, dude, you have a 29-foot pull-behind camper with 250 square feet of living space. You're paying almost $1,000 a month between the, the, the payment on the camper and, of course, the, the rent for the lot where it sits. And you feel like that's leveling up. Yes. Yes, it is. Am I proud of it? You're goddamn right I'm proud of it. All right, it's my place. It took a lot to get me here, right? It took a lot of a lot of hard work, a lot of arguing, a lot of, you know, stress, a lot of panic t- attacks, a lot of, you know, job interviews, a lot of calling to try to get job interviews, a lot of searching to try to find the right job. I mean, holy shit, man. The work that it took to get to this place was just on fucking believable but we're here we leveled up at least it's our place and not somebody's couch you know at least we're not waking the baby up at at one o'clock in the morning at least if we want to have you know uh, a a little argument about something stupid we can do that without feeling like like we're inconveniencing somebody else you know Um, as crazy as that sounds right you got to do that sometimes so uh, that's basically what has happened to me over about the past year. Uh, so you can see the different phases that I've gone through over the past 12 months or so, 18 months, two years almost. And you can see kind of what, what is, what has really happened, um, and, and how I've gone from something to nothing back to something again. And, you know, I think it's important for me to see this. It's important for you to know this because, like I said earlier, there's no, like, there's no notification that you're going to get on your phone that's saying, hey, you're doing a great job. You've leveled up in life. You have to recognize the levels, the different levels to get to. You have to set the standard for yourself. What's the least amount that I'm willing to expect, you know, accept? Um, so we're going to talk about exactly what I did to be able to level up here in the next segment. Right now, I just got home, and i got to check with the kids and make sure that they're okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, so how exactly was I able to level up? How was I able to get from shit to a little bit better? <laughs> That's the question. All right, so I have a little, uh, a little thing I'm going to tell you about. So... Level up, L-E-V-E-L-U-P. All right, we do this with everything, right? So (laughs) the L, the L stands for lose. The first thing you got to do in order to level up, to get to the next level, is you got to be willing to lose, all right? You got to lose a lot of things. So if you're in a position where you don't want to be and you know that, You've gotten to this position somehow. you got to figure out, A, what did I do to get myself in this position? What decisions did I make? What mistakes did I make? Right? So you've got to lose your attitude. You've got to lose your arrogance. Right? In this situation, you're somewhere where you don't want to be. You want to get to the next level, the first thing you got to do is lose your arrogance. Because if you were as great as you thought you were, you wouldn't be in the position that you're in, right? Be honest with yourself. Am I as good as I think I am? <laughs> and and you and the the best way to do that is to to look for people who are doing what you want to be doing but doing it well, right? That's a really good way to kind of gauge yourself, all right? You're like, Jason, you told me not to compare myself to other businesses before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> here's the thing, though. When you're looking for somebody to be like a mentor, somebody that's going to have answers to questions that you don't already have the answers to, you want to find somebody who's already experienced this and who's already gone through this 
who already has that answer. Does that make sense? Because it doesn't make sense to, you know, like if, if I want to be a successful salesperson to take lessons from somebody who hasn't been a successful salesperson, right? So like, for example, obviously I'm in sales. So when I go to work, half of the room is, uh, you know, they're, they're veterans. They've been there for more than a couple of years, right? The other half of the room have been there as long as me or maybe just a little bit longer and even a little bit less, right? So of the new people in the room, I would say I'm one of the top performers. Of the new people in the room, uh, you're just having a couple of sales kind of back-to-back there um, after – being there for six weeks and getting my first sale, I then quickly uh, picked up another sale right after that. So obviously I'm moving in the right direction. Um, But I'm not going to take advice or listen to the people who don't have any sales, the people who are brand new and who haven't figured things out yet and who have to go through the transition to – uh, to understand what it is that they need to do in order to get the job done. So those people are not the people I'm going to be taking advice from. might sound rude. But Jason, how do you know one of those people doesn't have something really good? They might. But until they're putting the numbers on the board, the numbers that I want to put up, we have nothing to talk about. However... The guys that have been there for three plus years that are making six figures every year, those are the guys that I listen to throughout the day. When they're in the middle of a pitch or they're in the middle of trying to negotiate and close a sale, I tend to wait for a minute before making that next call or whatever I have to do because I want to hear what they say. Because a lot of this job is understanding you know, what to say when and when to say it. So I'm going to listen to those people as opposed to listening to the new people. Does that make sense? So when you're trying to level up, you have to lose your arrogance. You have to realize that somebody out there is better, somebody's doing what you want to be doing, and you need to find out who they are, and you need to kind of follow them and like and learn from them, right? That's the way to do it. Learn from them. But uh, in order to do that, you've got to stop thinking that you're king shit, right? You have, to, you have to realize that you've made mistakes and you've got to do something different, right? So you have to lose. You have to lose your arrogance, your attitude, right? You also have to lose everything that has been holding you back. And this can be a very difficult thing to do because sometimes... The, the things that are holding you back are people, and they're very close to you, right? And you know that they're holding you back. You got to lose those people. Now, you're going to say, Jason, listen, man, one of the people that I feel is constantly holding me back is my brother or my sister or my father or my mother. I can't just lose them right? And you're right. Obviously, you can't. Um, But what I mean by losing those people that are dragging you down, if they're constantly telling you that you're not doing the right thing, uh, that you should be doing it a certain way, and that's not true or not correct or not going to work for you, or it doesn't fall in line with what you want to do, then those people are holding you back. So, What you're going to do is you're not going to have those conversations with those people, all right? And if it is a friend or, you know, something like that, that's the person that's holding you back, you need to get rid of them. If it's your business partner, get rid of them. You need a new business partner. If you're in a band and your lead singer doesn't want to do any more than put down one melody on a track and say, okay, that's good, we're done, that guy's lazy. He doesn't want to work. And he's not going to help you get to the next level. You got to lose him. Get rid of him. That's the point of losing. You got to lose the shit 
that's keeping you from getting to the next level, right? So E is evaluate. You have to evaluate your current position, what got you there, right? You have to say to yourself, okay, this is what I want to do, and I'm not doing it because of this and this and this, right? Or I need to get this, I need to do this better, I need to do that better. You got to evaluate yourself. And this is something that you have to do every single day, constantly. All of these things you have to do every single day. So the next thing is V, visualize. You have to visualize your success. What does it look like? What does it look like to you? Do you have 10 cars and a $10 million house and, uh, you know, a gigantic in-ground pool with a big screen around it to keep the bugs out? Right. Do you have uh, – what kind of car do you have? Is it a Lamborghini? Is that what's in your your sights? Or is it just having a, a nice Honda Odyssey so you can carry the whole family around instead of your Honda Civic that's 15 years old with 190,000 miles on it, right? That's still a good goal. Nothing wrong with wanting to be practical if that's what you want. But it's not it's not about what I want, all right? What do I want? I want to make a quarter of a million dollars a year. That's what I want. I want to make a million dollars a year, 10 million, 100 million, right? Success to me is being able to hop on my sailboat and just sail down to uh, Jamaica for a week or a weekend just to have something to do because I've never been there. That is what I want to do. I want my wife and I to be hanging out in a sailboat traveling across the uh, the ocean to go to places where we've never been, to visit places that we would ne- never have otherwise seen. That's my goal. That's my dream. That's my success. But it has a lot more to do with that. Um, a lot more. So visualize your success. Where do you want to be? Where's the next level? What is the next thing that's going to make you feel like, okay, I got that, now let's go to the next thing, all right? And it might be something very simple. When we're talking about visualizing, you can visualize your long-term goals, yes, and that's very, very important. Where do you want to be in six years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Very important to visualize that, right? Now, likewise, it's also important to visualize where you want to be tomorrow, all right, your short-term goals, because these are small little levels, if you will, inside of levels. You remember Mario Brothers, right? We had level one, but it wasn't just level one. It was one, one, and then one, two, and then one, three, and then one, four, right? Right? We had that all the way through eight levels. Super Mario Brothers. Well, you know, right now I'm on level one, but I'm on level one four, right? I'm going to the next phase next. Next thing that I have to do is bang out another sale at work, and then that's going to put me to the next level because it's one thing to make one sale in this business. It's another thing to make two, and it's an entirely different thing to make a third and show that you're continuing to move on uh, and continuing to grow and get better. So my next level, when I get to level two in Super Mario, (laughs) uh, that will be after I close this next sale because there's a few things that I've learned here that I've been able to implement just this week that will help me to get there and that's the thing that I'm working on now. So that's my next level. That's me waiting, you know, working toward that next level. But that's the thing. you got to work. So I'm visualizing where I've got to be next, and that's my next sale because of the, the new techniques or the new uh, ideas that I've put in place here that are going to help me to get there. So visualize your next 
step. Visualize getting done just the basics. All right? And then the next E is execute. You've got to execute your plan. Once you have visualized where you want to be, you're going to break that down into small daily tasks to help you get there. And then every single day, you're going to complete those few daily tasks. That's what's going to happen. That's how you're going to do it. Okay? Execute every single day. Do not waste time by telling yourself, oh, it's raining today. I don't want to do it today. I'll get it done tomorrow. Or, well, I got these three things done today. These other two, they can wait till tomorrow. No. No, don't be a, don't be a pussy. Get it done. All right? Don't be a pussy. Get it done. So, you're going to execute every single day. We'll talk about the next L, the U, and the P when I come back. I'm at the office now again. And I told you, it takes me two, three, four days to fucking record these things now, man, because I have a 15-minute commute. And uh, right now I've got family in from out of town. So, you know, there's a lot of that going on. Just how it is. I gotta, I gotta record when I can, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood, so I just don't do it. Uh, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to hear this next piece, so we'll, we'll close it out on the next one. I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay, so we're on to the final L in level. What does L stand for? It stands for learn. That's right, learn. Here's what's gonna happen when you start to try to level up. When you start to, you know, uh, execute your plan, you're gonna see that you fucked something up. Maybe you you thought something was going to work, it didn't work, or it isn't working, or whatever, um, and you, you need to adjust at that point. You need to be able to, you know, analyze yourself on a daily basis. Where am I at? Am I doing okay? Am I moving toward my goals, or am I just staying in the same place? Uh, so you've got to learn what you're doing that's working and what you're doing that's not working, all right? So it's very important. You always need to be learning every single day, learning something new, learning what you could be doing better, uh, and this means uh, in addition to evaluating yourself, you should take a look around you, as I said earlier, and see the people that are doing what it is that you're trying to do and see what they're doing, right? Find out the people that are being successful, that are successful in, in what you're trying to do. Those are the best people to learn from because they're already doing it, right? They've made the mistakes. They know what's up. So learn from them. Uh, listen to podcasts like I do uh, that, you know, that will help you to do whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, whatever it is. I mean, if it's, you're trying to get in better shape, uh, there's a million fitness podcasts out there. Go listen to them. Follow somebody that you believe in that's already doing a great job with it, somebody that you can get along with that you can understand, somebody that kind of has a similar way of communicating as you. That's the best way to learn. Find out from other people that are already doing it, that want to help, that want to share the information. You're going to find out that the more you do this, the more people you're going to find that are going to want to help you out when you're, when you're struggling a little bit pretty amazing really so you need to be learning learning on a, on a regular basis a daily and hourly basis you should learn all right so now we're to the word up the first letter in the word up is you utilize utilize your strengths fuck your weaknesses what people tell me to work on my weaknesses all the time yeah and they're wrong let me tell you why especially when it comes to building a business all right listen you can spend weeks months and even years learning something that you're not any good at or trying to get good at something, when you could really spend a lot less time and just get somebody who is good at that, right? Look, I'm good at sales. I'm not so great at developing a website. So I'm going to kick ass at sales. I'm going to do that all the time. I'm going to get better and better and better. I'm going to work on those strengths every single day to get better and better, right, to be an expert in my field. But I'm not going to go take a six-month course on how to develop a website. Because I'm wasting my time. There's already people out there that have that knowledge and that information, and they're going to want to help me out. So I'm going to go talk to those people. Is it going to cost me money? It might. Luckily for me, I got a guy, so it's not going to cost me a thing. But that's not the point. If it does cost you money, so what? It's an investment. It's not, it's not an expense. All right? So utilize your strengths. Do the things that you're good at. And not only do them, but teach other people how to do them too. Because when you teach other people how to do them, you're going to get better just by teaching other people. You're going to find the things that maybe don't work. <laughs> oh, you know what? 
forget I said that last part. Let's do this instead. And that's going to help you to get better anyway. So utilize your strengths. Forget your weaknesses. Okay? Delegate your weaknesses. Delegate those to other people. Right? Or talk to other people about your weaknesses and see what they can do to help you out with those things. But let's not... Let's not focus all of our time when we're trying to build a business, especially on nothing but our weaknesses, all right? I mean, if you're trying to uh, get in shape, for example, this is another good thing. You know, working on your weaknesses is a good thing, of course, but let's stick with working on the things that you're good at. Like, if you're not so good with the balancing techniques and things like that, then build your strength first, you know? Uh, it's okay to do things a little bit differently than, than what everyone's telling you to do. You know, it's okay. You are going to be a little bit different than anybody else. It's just the way it is. We're all individuals. We're human beings, right? Yeah, I know it sucks. Uh, the last thing is P, right? The last letter is P. What does P stand for? Pay it forward. All right, listen, and I'm very serious about this. If you are in business and, and you've started your business with the intentions of making money, you might make some money, but you're never going to be as successful as you would be if you would just pay it forward. So, for example, when somebody in your life sees you struggling and helps you out with something, and you don't have the ability to necessarily pay them back, right? And maybe they don't even ask you for payback, okay? Whether you're financially struggling, whether you're struggling with your relationship, you're struggling with your health, whatever it is, somebody has reached out to you and helped you out without the expectation of anything in return. Somebody has done that for you throughout your life. And if they haven't yet, they will. So remember that if you pay that forward, if you help somebody else, if you give back to your community, give back to society, give back to the places, the people, the organizations, and the things that have helped you to become successful or at least to move in the right direction of being successful, you need to pay that forward. That's your responsibility. That is your that is your fee for leveling up. And you're like, Jason, dude, you're broke. What are you doing to pay it forward? I'm doing this podcast, man. Right? Because, you know, it might mean nothing to one person that's listening, but it might be a life-changing experience for another person that's listening. And that's what it all boils down to, you know, paying it forward. Am I ever going to see anything come of this podcast? Is this, is this podcast ever going to pay me back for all of the information that I put out there, for putting my life out there for you guys to see, literally just being ridiculously transparent? I mean, I've told you literally what's in my bank account before. I've never, ever in my entire life shared as much information about my personal life as I have on this podcast. It may never come back to me, but it doesn't matter because I feel that it's my responsibility as a 39-year-old man who's been through a lot of fucking shit in his life, especially over the past five years. I think it's my responsibility to, to share that with you, to let you know that you know, maybe you're going through some similar situations, some similar adversities, and you need to know that you're not the only one that's gone through this and that you can survive, you're going to be okay, and everything can turn around. You can become successful after losing everything that you've ever had. I mean, look, I came down here with a, a 24-foot box truck clear full of stuff. I squeezed what I could into my 250 square feet of living space, and I sold the rest. Look, I sold the first bass, well, it's not sold yet, it's going to be sold. I sold the first brand new bass guitar I ever bought for myself, you know? I had to part with some shit, I had to lose some shit that I didn't want to lose. But it was a means to an end, I had to get rid of those things, I had to take away, you know, the uh, the personal feelings that I had for these material items and I had to sell them off so that I could get to the next level so that I could afford a down payment for this camper and we could afford to you know get it moved and to put it where it needs to be so we have a place of our own instead of sleeping on somebody's couch right sacrifices man you got to make sacrifices sometimes it sucks it's not awesome I mean is it the most ideal situation living in a 
a 30-foot bull behind with two kids, two dogs, and a wife? No. <laughs> you want to hear something even crazier? We just picked up another stray. What do I mean by that? So we got a friend that we met while camping, and she just so happens to all of a sudden, hey, guy, can you move the side of the road? Thanks. I want my side if that's okay. Fucking idiot people. Anyway, so um, she calls us up. She's sleeping on somebody's floor. So what do we do? My wife drives three and a half hours one direction to the other side of the state of Florida, picks her up, and brings her back so she's got a fucking bed to sleep on instead of a floor. So now we've got an extra person living with us. But again, that's paying it forward, man. People have helped us out along the way. And, you know, financially, I can't pay anyone crap right now. So what do I do? I offer my home to somebody that needs a hand. That's what it's, that's what it's all about, dude. It's about helping other people. It's about, you know, realizing that, you know, you can't, you can't just judge everybody because of the shitty situation that they're in, you know. You see the bum on the street that's bumming change. You know, that guy might be an alcoholic, and he's just going to take that money and go drink it up. That guy might be a drug addict. He's just going to go shoot it in his arm or some shit like that. That might be the case, you know. But then again, it might be a Vietnam vet who, uh, you know, has lost his identity, lost everything in a, in a house fire, and is unable to receive any kind of benefits because he can't prove who he is. I mean, is it fair that you're judging that guy the same way you do the drug addict and everybody else? No, it's not. So think about that when it comes to paying things forward. So that's what I got for you, L-E-V-E-L-U-P, level up. That's how you do it. That's how you get it done. Go back and listen to it a couple of times because I think it's important for you to understand how difficult it is, but that it can be done, and you just have to work your ass off and be diligent about it. So, Angie Sanders, thanks for reminding me that uh, I haven't put out an episode in almost four weeks. So, here's your episode. I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, so, you better listen. Give me some applause. <laughs> and, uh, and Angie, bring somebody along. This is good information. So, anybody else that's out there listening... Bring a friend along. I'd really appreciate that. Follow me on social media, the official Jason Cremines on Instagram. Cremines Jason or Jason Cremines on just about everything else that there is out there. Uh, I think I still have a MySpace, too, if you want to play with that for a minute. Ha, ha, ha. Showing my age, I know. Shut up. Okay, so I'll talk to you guys next time. Until I talk to you again, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Love you guys.